Welcome back, friends, to our podcast, Cheeky Vibe, Peaceful Life. My name is Lauren Mazadonsky. And my name is Michelle Moss. Hi, and Michelle. today we have, hi, Lauren, and we have a guest today. Lauren, you want to introduce our guest? Yes, Michaela Madison. Hello. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And this is my first um, time to ever meet Michaela, and she is a beautiful young woman who has I'm thinking two kids, right? Yes. Is that a yes. five-year-old and a nine-month-old? Two little girls. Yep. Wow. You've got your hands full. <laughs> so does dad. <laughs> That's true. That's a true partnership too when you're both right. busy like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want to tell us a little bit about um, your what, what you do and why you started this? We'll let you talk for a while without interrupting you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, first of all, like I said, just thanks so much for the opportunity to kind of share this journey. And um, it surprised a lot of us that that Newsy mom went down this path and turned into what it turned into. So um, it all started when I became a mom. Um, so my background professionally is news journalism. Um, and then I ended up following a path into marketing and communications. And um, because I was a news journalist, I was always seeking out information, right? As you do as a journalist, you are looking for objective content and looking at both sides and having interviews and learning more about different entities. And it was just in my nature professionally and really just by who I was to, to call someone and say, hey, tell me more about this. When I became a mom in 2016, um, I had my first daughter. Her name is Remington. Uh, we call her Remy for short. And- yeah. And I was on maternity leave and, you know, because it's not like we're busy on maternity leave, but I've always been very driven professionally. And so I felt like I had too much time on my hands and I was twiddling my thumbs. And not only that, I was realizing that there was, I had so many questions, right. As a mom. And I was terrified. What do I do? Am I going to like give my kid something and it's going to like ruin her whole life if I give her prunes before she's ready for prunes. I don't know. You know, like it was terrifying becoming a mom. And so I found myself because of my background, you know, digging for information and going to the health department and going to co-ed for kids to find a babysitter and learning about big brothers, big sisters and how to really, you know, get my kids set up to be you know, um, have a good mentor and how I could be a good mentor. And yes, I was doing all of this while she was like three weeks old, because you know why you can never start too early. And so I'm just finding myself going down this rabbit hole of information at a dozen different places on any, on any given day. And then it kind of was like an epiphany. And I know that sounds super cheesy, but it really was like an epiphany where I was like, man, wouldn't it be really cool if all this stuff was in like one place <laughs> and I didn't have to go down a bazillion different paths. And um, not only that, but having sat in a newsroom as a journalist, I know that some days we are, the newsroom is flooded with so many different stories you have to pick and choose and you have to be gatekeeper and some things fall through the cracks, right? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, if it was not October and bullying awareness month, bullying didn't get talked about in the newsroom, but bullying was always important and it was always relevant, especially as a parent. And so those two kind of epiphanies came together and I said, well, I'm a professional journalist. I have no idea how to make a website, but maybe I can wa watch a couple YouTube videos and figure out where I end up. And so I created a website and started just covering news is where it started um, in Tuscarawas County at the time. And uh, 
but I, I, I honed in on news specific to families, news specific to parents and children, news specific to moms. So I would get on American Academy of Pediatrics and they're always issuing new recommendations that never make the news. And I started kind of creating this arsenal of resources and just started doing it as a hobby. And then I had probably, I would say, three or four months into it, I was back at work at that time, um, working in local radio. Um, and uh, I had another realization that I'm like, man, Newsy Mom could really grow, right? Like we could, moms love mom friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really hard to make new friends in adulthood. You know, hey, you've got kids, I've got kids, we should hang out is awkward, right? So um, <laughs> if we could create this environment where it wasn't awkward, you just come and show up and make organic relationships, that would be cool. And then I was like, but what if this idea is terrible? What if I have an idea that completely sucks? Who's going to tell me? Because it's just me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who's going to look at me and say, Michaela, that's probably not a good idea. And of course, my fiance has always been a wonderful sounding board, but he's not a mom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he doesn't always get exactly our perspective. Um, and so I thought, well, I need a team. And that's kind of how that led into me reaching out to some folks that I knew. And I said, hey, so I've got this venture. You want to try it out and see what happens. And as we started adding team members, that's when Newsy Mom became that's when it started to really just turn into something incredible. And then um, we just celebrated over uh, in August, actually. So we're actually going on our sixth anniversary um, this summer. And over the last almost six years, we've gone from just me to um, over 20 moms who now work for the organization. Um, we have a board of six. So we're structured very much like a nonprofit where um, I don't make any decisions without hearing their opinions and their thoughts and their advice and their feedback. And um, it's really become this incredible entity that still covers news specific to families and mothers. But now we also have an editorial section called our mom fashions. And we offer an, an annual scholarship through Kent State University for moms continuing their education. And we host play dates and we sponsor local programs and initiatives through job and family services and big brothers, big sisters. We participate in just about any trade show that will have us will be there. <laughs> and we talk to moms and um, we have event lists and resources. And now it's just this multi-layered organization that completely, when I say it out loud, blows me away because I had no idea. Um, I had no idea it was going to turn into this. You are a dynamo and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted, I wanted, there was a couple little things I wanted to ask be yeah. in between there. Now, when you say you have 20 people working, are these paid, paid positions? So you are yes. now yes. able to, so how did you get, how did you monetize this? How did you get, is it, is it sponsors? Is it, you know, they're paying for your services? Like kind of explain this. Cause sometimes we have listeners, us included, we all want to learn. Right. How did you go from this beautiful you with a baby, baby girl one to this, entity that is cranking out good stuff, paying 20 people plus you doing good work in the community. Cause it almost sounds like, I mean, you got a pieces of nonprofit pieces of for-profit. So kind of explain that to me. Absolutely. So um, first and foremost, it started out hundred percent volunteer. I will say that we just started recruiting folks. I was like, I don't have any money. Um, so if you just want to be part of this, then cool. If not, I totally understand. Um, and we started yeah. just pulling in folks to be volunteer positions. Um, and Newsy Mom operated with this very small core team for about a year and a half before we made a penny. 
because my background is in marketing and because I'm usually the person that folks are coming to asking to sponsor something in my other positions, I was like, well, I can't go ask someone to pay for this until this is something worth paying for. And so I felt like I needed a year and a half to really build a strong audience. Um, after we reached that year and a half, we realized that, man, people are really relying on us. How do we monetize this so that we can continue to grow? Because like with anything, you need money to do more good, just the way the world works. And so we had a conversation with my team at that time. And I said, you know, okay, so you could, we could turn ourselves into a mommy blog, right? And there's nothing wrong with mommy blogs. I love all the mommy blogs. However, what I have found, at least in the ones that I have come across, the way they monetize is typically, hey, here's, it's like associate marketing, right? So here's a link to an Amazon stroller that's $600. You really should have it. And here's all the reasons why. And they want to sell that so that they make a percentage. I would never recommend anybody spend $600 on a stroller. <laughs> Don't do it. It's unnecessary. Mm -hmm. So I said, yeah, we're going to make a percentage and sure the company is going to make money, but we're losing our authenticity of really looking out for our fellow moms. And so we had this kind of brainstorming session to say, how can we monetize our resources and our services in this organization without exploiting the loyalty that we have garnered from our readers? You know, and so where we landed was creating, um, again, background in journalism resurfaces, right? So we created these very um, strategic and uh, very specific customized awareness campaigns specifically for nonprofits and service-based organizations. So we work with your health departments, your big brothers, big sisters, um, your um, drug rehabilitation communities, your, um, you know, your, your co-ed for kids, your libraries, um, your museums, all of these places that the services that they provide enrich the lives of the community that they serve. They're providing resources, they're providing support, they're providing memories for these families to make together. And we felt, well, if we give them an affordable option, to really hone in on a very dense demographic that is Newsy Mom to you know, further enhance who they can talk to and how they can stretch those dollars. At the same time, simultaneously, we're giving our readers something that enriches their lives, something that helps them be the best version of themselves. Man, that's like a sweet spot, right? If we can find that middle ground and that's what we started to do. We create these, so we offer awareness campaigns um, that are very strategic and customized that are articles. We have videographers on staff. Um, we do um, podcasts. We do, we have an e-blast that reaches about 2,500 people every single month. We, we, and we are continuing to grow in addition to our website and our social media um, and just kind of saying, hey, if you want to talk about Big Brothers, Big Sisters, let's create a multi-layered awareness campaign that dives into all of your layers without being super overwhelming because there's so much and in bite-sized pieces that can be retained and recalled, we tell our readers about it. And that is how we ended up creating a line of revenue. And I will say that our, um, our team, we don't have full-time employees that are salary-based. We do contract-based um, partnerships. So when we get a new awareness campaign with a client, with a community partner, we have a team of content writers that then take over that. And that's now their baby and they handle all of the partnerships and the, uh, the content, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then they're paid for their time. 
Wow. Wow. What a great brain. And, and I have to go back to something you said, which there's a lot of moms that would probably beg to differ with you when you said, yeah, I'm sitting there with a three week babe, three week old baby girl. And I've got all this time on my hand. I mean, I know people that with a three week old baby, it's like symbiotic. You're completely enmeshed with that child and you have time not even to go to the bathroom or take a shower. But you, on the other hand, are a go-to um, highly motivated person who's saying, okay, I'm staying home and I need something to do, which is so interesting. And then I love and that you tied it in with like all the things that you were looking at and looking up about motherhood. Cause it is so overwhelming that you were like, okay, this is a lot like, and I know I can't be the only one feeling this way. And you're like, I'm going to put it together. So moms can have one place and feel less, less overwhelmed. Yes. And, you know, I got to tell you, when I had my baby, my baby girl, Megan, 28 years ago, <clears throat> my Bible was, and I don't know if they even still have it, what to expect when you're expecting, what to expect the first year, what to expect the toddlers. I mean, I lived by that book, but this goes so much further and it's so accessible that anything that you would have a question about any, any organization in the community, you have any resource you need in the community. It's so beautiful to have it all accessible because so many moms are like, I don't even know what to do. When the community piece is so important, because when you were saying that about like finding other mom friends, uh, I totally was like, yes, that's me. (laughs) That is, it is, it's hard. And when you're in different phases of your kids growing and wanting to connect and like, you know, I'm divorced. So it's nice sometimes to connect with other moms that are divorced and get it. So I love that piece of the connection. And also when you have kids under five, they're not in school. Now, as they get older, you become, I became Megan's mom and dad because we were at soccer or we're at this, but when they're that young and in the beginning, you don't have that even connection. You feel like an Island sometimes. Right. Well, and when you're going through motherhood, you know, I was blessed that I'm very close with my mom. So, um, I could call her and say, Hey mom, um, you know, is this normal, you know, and, and she would kind of walk me through that. But what we discovered with Newsy mom, which is why it became so much more than even just this resource hub, but a family, um, and a family that you can without judgment, right? Because sometimes motherhood is you have this, have you ever had that day where you're like, I killed it today. I got the dishes done. I did the laundry. My kid went to school one time. She looked adorable. I had dinner ready when my, all these things are like, man, I rocked it today. But then you have days where you didn't rock it and you kind of like curl up and are like, man, I'm a failure. You know, we have, and that's the roller coaster of, roller coaster of motherhood. And some moms are so blessed to have this support group organically, whether it's their mom, their sister, their best friend, um, they have this support system that they can just kind of curl up with and say, they're going to look at them and say, Hey, it's okay to fail. It's okay to lock yourself in the bathroom and cry every now and then because that's motherhood and there's no judgment. But unfortunately we live in a world where not everybody has that support system organically. And so newsy mom steps in to say, Hey, you might not have it naturally, but we're here to fill that gap. We've got your back. We're here to help. We're here to answer questions and we're here to tell you it's going to be okay. And if you already have it organically, that's okay. You can never have too much support. So we're here to help you too. And and you're also making it real. It is hard to be a mom and you do have good days and bad days, but you know, again, you go back to social media, people are posting their beautiful baby in the beautiful outfit and there's no puke on the baby's bib and, and you look like a million bucks and that's all what's been poised and, and, and propped. And, you know, you're saying, Hey, guess what? Us moms, we can support each other without judgment. And we have real days where we can't even take a shower or, you know, we can't, 
the baby's, you know, cried all day and I feel like I'm going to yank my hair out. Um, but I love that the, the, like you said, the, the genuineness and the, and the authenticity of it's beautiful, the best job in the world to be a mom, but it's also the hardest job in the world. And people don't always know that. It's okay to have those emotions. You know, we talk as moms all the time about like validating our kids, especially young kids when they have an emotion, don't tell them that's the wrong emotion acknowledge that they're having an emotion and help them work through that emotion. We don't give ourselves as mothers, the same grace. Mm -hmm. Don't give ourselves the same advice to say, I'm overwhelmed. This is a lot. And it's okay to cry. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to feel like you want to throw a pile of clothes at your fiance because he left him on the floor again, instead of putting him in the laundry basket. (laughs) And that's okay. And I think that what's really cool about society and all of its flaws right now, right? Because society is kind of upside down, but what's, what's really kind of cool if we focus on the glimmer of hope that we do have is that authenticity is king right now, right? Lay off the filters right? Lay off the polished videos, lay off the super perfect copy that you put with your Facebook post, right? Focus on the fact that, Hey, this is real life. I'm not always going to say the right thing. I'm not always going to be super polished. My hair isn't always going to look great. Um, but the fact is that I love my kids. I love my kids even on a bad day. And even when I raise my voice, it doesn't mean I don't love my kids any less. It just means I had a hard time. And I think that we need to continue to exemplify that organic feeling that we have as human beings, not even as moms, but just as human beings. I was just going to say, cause that can translate into, as you grow, first of all, you're role modeling for your children, these yeah. traits. And second of all, it translates into your relationship with your significant other or with friends or with yeah. supervisors or with neighbors, you know, those things can be translated into all areas of your life. And you've set the foundation for your children to grow in this way. It's okay to be who you are. It's okay to be okay. It's okay not to be okay that day, you know? Yeah. And something else that we, we prioritize with New Z mom and and the team that we have created is, so there's, you know, am I going to feed my baby organic or am I going to just buy store-bought? Am I going to breastfeed? Am I going to, or am I going to my bottle feed? Am I going to co-sleep or I'm going to put the baby in the crib? And there's all these questions that we have, right. Um, as mothers. And then eventually we say, how am I going to talk to my kid about race? How am I going to have a conversation with my sixth grader about somebody who maybe wears a religious um, head wrap to school? How am I going to have a conversation with my child about what's happening in Ukraine? Because Mm -hmm. they're going to see it on on the news. And then you have this, man, bottle feeding or breastfeeding seems way down there compared to these big conversations. And so what we do with Newsy Mom, and Michelle, you mentioned earlier, you know, it seems on the surface that Newsy Mom prioritizes moms who have young children. But the fact is, is that we serve moms through every chapter. We have moms that come to us that are now grandma. And we say a mom is a mom is a mom. And we create, we always hear, and it sounds super cheesy, but lead by example, right? Lead by example. And so what we do with Newsy Mom is we believe in inclusion rather than exclusion. Don't exclude different religions because you're afraid of leaving somebody out. Don't exclude a conversation about race and ethnicity because you're afraid of leaving somebody out. And don't exclude those conversations inside of your home because they're hard. If it's hard, it means it's necessary. And so we focus on inclusion. So we sit down and we have conversations that moms don't typically want to have. Like, hey, you know, we have um, a member of our team, for example, who's on our board and she, her son is, they're African-American and he's growing up in a very white school district. 
fact. Okay. And one day, um, one of his friends innocently made a remark about his skin being brown. And there had to be a conversation about that. Like, how can we teach our kids that love everybody and you don't have to change you can have your own religious beliefs and you can have your own political views. And that is fine, mm-hmm. but don't discriminate or put down somebody who sees things a little bit differently. Just say, that's interesting and hear them out. If you find somebody that thinks differently than you, that's someone you should have a conversation with, right. not to change your current idealizations or the way that you approach something, but because it's something new and you're going to get a different perspective. Well, I think that it's interesting you're saying all of this because if only some of the, um, and I, Again, either side of the fence, the politicians need to have heard this when they were little kids because there's so much discord, right? I mean, that's beautiful. And you know, what's interesting, you said having this discussion about skin color or religion or whatever, and the questions you have about bottle feeding or breastfeeding, all those things, guess what? Those were the same questions and the same things that came up when I was a young mom or when my mom was a young mom and things do ebb and flow, but they're the same questions. It's just how we address them and are we going to be open about it? Are we going to communicate about it? So I love what you're saying. It's, it's very, how are are you going to have a conversation with someone who thinks differently than you? Right. So if you're given a situation where you're around people who agree with you, sure, you're going to look great. You're going to glow because everybody has your opinion and everybody's going to be applauding you. But I think a true judge of character is sitting down with someone who thinks completely different than you and how you address that situation and how you react to their perspective and not being tolerant, but being accepted. Tolerance is a word we like to throw around in society. Oh, we're tolerant of this. That's not okay. It still sounds like it still sounds like judgment. Exactly. Oh, we'll allow it, but we don't agree. Acceptance is true. Acceptance is I don't live my life that way, but you do. And that doesn't make you a bad person. That just means you're taking a different approach to life than I am. But guess what? Guess what we do have in common. Do you love your kid? Would you walk in front of a moving train if you needed to save your kid? Absolutely. Me too. Mm -hmm. Wow. Common ground that really can't be disputed. And that's where we live. And we have moms around the table that I will tell you, our team is made up of different religions, different political views, different ethnicities and lifestyle choices. And we get together in a room. And this is one of the most beautiful things that I think depict our mission with Newsy Mom is we'll be sitting together in a room. Guess what? We never would have been sitting together in a room had it not been for Newsy Mom. (laughs) We wouldn't have been hanging out. But here we are, and we have this change the world mentality together, where we believe moms change the world. True change happens in your living room, not at the state house. (laughs) True change happens in the living room and what you pour into your children. And if we pour in love and kindness and acceptance, then we're going to create a generation of just amazing people. I love it. I think it's beautiful. And I think you have a, um, you have a wealth of age. How old are you? 32. Well, you seem more like 62 in your, in your <laughs> views of the world and views of life. Great for my age then. <laughs> you look awesome for your age. Cause guess what? I would have thought you were in your twenties. So you do look great for your age, you. <laughs> but you've got your wisdom, um, of, of being open and being accepted and being, um, loving and kind and compassionate, which is what we are all about anyway, in, in our world, in our realm, Lauren and I, and, and my family, but um, it's, it's great to have that being taught now. Yeah. I love um, that. Cause that's something I'm even learning is, is some of the conversations I look back in my life that I didn't have 
it's okay. How do I now have those with my kids and not just shut down that communication and keep that open? So I really love that. We spend way too much time in the world of judging people. Well, and also there's a paradigm shift because back maybe when Lauren was a kid or depending on the family, there were taboo topics. We didn't talk about that. The paradigm shift is, no, we need to talk about this. You didn't have this talked about, but how do you now talk about this with your own children? It's it's huge. And being open-minded enough to say, I need to change this. This is something that I want to have, like you said, a best version for myself of myself and for my children so they can be the best version of themselves. Well, guess what? Whether or not we're talking about it, it's happening. Yeah. There's your crossroads. (laughs) Whether or not we take charge of that narrative and deliver and and have control over how our children are introduced to certain topics, or we let the world introduce them, they're going to be introduced. Yeah, and so I would I much rather be the one having that conversation. Exactly. I'm way too type A to just say, oh, you'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, I'm mama's going to construct that conversation. <laughs> We're going to have a talk about certain things and age appropriate. Of course, you have to consider how your child's going to. Well, that's consider- another question I have sometimes is, is when do you, when do you have some of those conversations? Like what yeah. ages are appropriate or do you like, sometimes do you, if they're young, do you wait until they come to you? If they're like, mom, I heard this at school. Yeah. Well, you know what? And in my opinion, I think that sometimes in our society, um, and this is like very philosophical, but it's kind of the way I live. I feel like as humans, we feel like we need to put everything in a nice little neat organized box, right? Because it makes sense that way. And it's easy to follow if it's very linear and everything has its little place. That's just not reality. Well, that's black and white thinking and the world's very gray. Exactly. And, and we humans, um, you know, biology, I mean, is so complex. Think about a human as a person, as an entity, as a being way too complex to put us all in cute little neat boxes just because we line up pretty on a shelf. So, you know, even when we talk about age appropriate, it's kid appropriate. Yeah. You know, what a six-year-old might be ready for in one household, a 12-year-old may still not be ready for in another household. I think that we have to base it on the person and everything has to be on a case-by-case basis. And who knows their child best? And then, and, and then taking that further, when you lay that foundation for your children as they're young and growing, then you do relinquish the, 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 the line and let them start making their own, you've created that foundation so that they can make good decisions in middle school, in high school, they continue to be inclusive and, and, and acceptant and loving. And so you've built that foundation. So then you can sit back as they old, as they age, because again, motherhood parenting is not instant gratification. It is years down the road when you see results of your fruits of your labor. So, you know, sitting back down the road, like I can look back at my kids and say, wow, I did some things wrong, but I did, they're good kids. They're good adult human beings and they're doing good works in the community and in their lives. So I think that setting that foundation is so good. We, we do set the foundation, but then there is a place where we can step back a little bit. Now I'm always available to my kids. Until the day my mom died, I called her every day. Hey, mom, what do you think about this? Or, hey, mom, you know, and my kids do that too. But they also have some of that authority within themselves. They've learned to have confidence that they can do some of that. And you can sit back and say, look, I'm here when you need me, but you've got good foundation to do your own decision making to some extent. And as much as we want to believe it, we're not always going to be in the room, right? Right. So, and I'm, I'm a very, and this is, I, I, I even perceive me having to let go when my girls become teenagers because I'm a very 
type A person, you know, mommy's always here. I'm going to walk you through this. I'm not a helicopter mom per se, you know, because we like to give all moms different categories too in life, but I, I wouldn't say that I hover, but I know my personality. And whenever I have to say, okay, just go be 16. I'm going to be like, are you okay? Text me when you get there. I'm going to have, you know, make sure you call me when, as soon as you get there and <laughs> call me every 15 minutes, <laughs> you know? Um, but, but you know, know the psychology behind that though, is uh, that the truth of the matter is kids want rules and regs and, 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 and boundaries because that equals love. You care enough about me to say, text me when you get there. You love me enough to say, I want you home by 11 o'clock. And even, and I've worked with high school kids in inner city and all over the place. They would say to me, Michelle, I wish my parents cared. I wish my parents would go through my backpack and say, what'd you do today? I wish my parents would, yeah. you know, let tell me when I had to be home, you know, that equals love. And it's, a, it's an interesting thing too, because kids think they don't want it, but they really do want it. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that one thing I would say with Newsy mom and, and, you know, we, we kind of are an organization where when we encounter a gap, we come together and say, can we fill this? And so, you know, that's how we've developed all of these layers and what we do and what we, how we serve the community. But what I think is really special is think about a, a profession like yourself, Michelle, like you're, you're a mental health professional, right? Think about the accreditations, the education, the ongoing training, the recertifications that you have to have regularly to maintain your level of knowledge and experience, right? Think about a brain surgeon doing the same thing. Think about a teacher doing the same thing, a law enforcement officer doing the same thing. When we step into a professional, what society calls a professional position, right? Then where there's constant training, there's constant learning, there's seminars and peer conversations and all of these different things. We don't do that for parents. Mm -hmm. But what job is more important than being a mom or being a dad? You know, we don't have, and I'm not saying you got to go get a certification to be a mom, but should you have a support group to continue to learn about best practices and, and learn about evidence-based research about how to teach your kids and whether or not, whatever you bring back into your home is your decision, just like whatever you bring back to your professional position is your decision. But shouldn't you be exposed to that? Shouldn't there be conversations with peers like fellow moms that say, hey, how did you handle talking to your kids about what's happening in Ukraine? How did you bring up that conversation and how did you navigate it and learning from each other? You know, and maybe I was just, yes, learning, because, you know, when you're saying that some of the older moms have the experience, just like as a therapist, I'm a better therapist now than I was in the beginning, not because of the book learned or the, the seminars, but because of the experience with every single person I've been come in contact with the learning curve of being in the field. Same thing with being a mom, sometimes referring, like we do call our mamas up, sometimes just asking an older lady, an older woman who's had kids that were four or five, six, 10, 12, 16, to say, how did you handle this? Just get some input, right? It's the, it's the experiential piece that we cannot give. We say this all the time, cannot give the knowledge to a 32 year old that I've, that I have because of it's a lot of its experience. A hundred percent. And that's why we lean on each other, you know, and, and that's just exactly how it's, and that's what Newsy mom really embodies is, is having that support group that you don't have to, you're not going to be judged. Get that out of your mind. If you come and you say, man, I really lost it on my kid today. And I raised my voice. I mean, loud, like I, I yelled, I yelled at my child and mm -hmm. I feel really guilty about it, but they weren't listening and things were going crazy and it was a busy day and I lost my temper. First of all, we're going to say, yeah, we've been there. <laughs> we've all lost our temper. <laughs> exactly. We've all done that. Now it's not about what happened in that moment, but it's about how you move forward. And, you know, like we, one thing, and I'm not saying that I do it right because 
in 20 years, I'm going to go, man, I probably should have done that a little differently. But I know that in our home with my five-year-old and all the transitions she's had with having a new sister, right? Um, I, I tell her when she makes a mistake, mommy and daddy are going to teach you, right? We're going to teach you. So you made a mistake. And we're going to talk about it. But what do we do with mistakes? We learn from them. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a lot of them. But it's not about the mistake that you make in the moment. It's about you do the, what you do the moment after the mistake mm-hmm. and right. how you move forward from the mistake. And you learn from it. If you keep making the same mistake over and over and over and over again, then you need to look inside yourself and say, how can I do this differently? I need to really think about this. But, you know, that's the same thing. Again, give yourself the same grace as a mother as you give your children to learn, especially if you're a first time mom, it's your first time doing this. <laughs> and if you're a mom with six kids, it's your first time with that kid doing this at that age. So they're all different. They're all unique and different. And also going back to that, making a mistake, you know, role modeling for our children is so important. And again, we do, I do this with some of my parents that I'm there doing therapy with. It's okay to apologize, especially if you follow through with your action, because that's integrity, but to, so that they learn, it's okay to take responsibility for their actions. And, and that's how we learn. We take responsibility and we do something different, but role modeling that for our kids is so important. Mommy's not perfect. There's things yeah. I've done that are, that are maybe not the best and I'm going to learn from it, but that's so good so that the kids know you know what, this is how you can say, Hey, I was wrong. And I'm going to make, I'm going to make a change. Life is messy. Parenthood is messy. Being a kid is messy and it's not going to fit in that pretty little box we talked about earlier. But what is important is having somebody in your corner to navigate that messiness with. And that's really what Newsy mom wants to be. So love that. Well, you well, are I could talk to you all day. Things. Exactly. You're doing such amazing things. I'm really <laughs> excited that you join us. So and those last words of wisdom, I think you could go both ways. Tell us what you would tell maybe somebody that's wanting to start something new, how you did with this organization and community. What is some advice you would give? Well, I think that when you want to start something new, you have to remember that how you envision it today might not be what it becomes in 10 years. And I think that's super scary and super exciting, but you have to start somewhere. And to really celebrate every single piece of success You know, I can remember whenever I managed to follow a YouTube video to create a website, I like celebrated. I was like, this is great. When I look back now at what that website looked like, I was like, it was okay. Um, We've definitely evolved and things have gotten better. Um, But I think that you just have to go for it. And, you know, as cliche as it sounds, life is too short not to. Um, I think that you have to always have a plan B, um, always have a backup plan whenever you're ready to take a leap of faith, just in case just in case, not to expect failure, but to be prepared if failure finds you. And I think that to actually welcome failure with open arms, because failure is an opportunity to learn. And without, without constructive criticism from somebody who doesn't like what you're doing or thinks that you're doing it wrong, or without falling a few times, you're never going to learn how to really nail it. And um, so I think just give it, a, give it a try. And I would say the only other thing I would add is bring somebody into your circle on that journey because you have to have someone to bounce ideas off of. And as silly as it sounds, you have to have someone tell you that you have a bad idea because you can only think like you and you need somebody else to be in that room with you to, to work through some of those conversations. I love that. Perfect, perfect um, way to, to end that. Good advice. Um, I, I'm sure that, we are going to um, light the fire for people to want to get on and, and, and get some information because this was awesome. I mean, like I said, I've grown 
grown children. I'm like, I got to get on there. I want to, you know, not only do I want to hear some things, but I'd love to help. What can I do to help? You know, I love that. And actually I would be crazy not to, and this is the marketer in me. I would be crazy not to mention just a couple of things that we do have an editorial column called our mom sessions that we invite moms anytime to send us an um, article, whether it's, you had a really hard time and you managed through it, or your kid did something completely bonkers that was just crazy and funny. And you want to share it across the spectrum. And you can send those articles to contributor at newsymom.com. Um, we also are always looking for editorial authors who want to be part of our team on a regular basis and write monthly for us um, and submit something. And, and there's really, really, it's all free for all. It's a very unique approach to uh, an editorial kind of gig, so to speak. Um, there's no editory, like we don't come in and edit your work. You just write what's on your heart. And we are very clear about that. There might be some missed grammar and punctuation and, you know, some dot, dot, dots because you're processing and that's the kind of art form that we see in your writing. And so um, we also are always looking to grow our team um, and we do a lot of events and, you know, we're in three different counties now. We're in Ashland, Tuscarawas and Stark counties. So we're looking to grow those, those, you know, moms and that those areas that bring something and want to participate. And we also have a ton of events. We do a play day every month at Bell Village Mall. Bring your kids. That's for a, for younger kids um, down in Tuscarawas County at New at, at uh, Newtown Mall. We do a monthly conversation with one of our experienced moms who has eleven children, um, and she's literally across the spectrum. Has tons of advice, and her name's Mary. And we just sit and have a conversation with no real structure. We just talk and hang out. And so we're always doing things like that. And, and of course, all that information shared on our website at newsymom.com. And then we're also on Facebook. We're on Pinterest. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. I joke and say, you can't get away from us. We're everywhere. <laughs> so do you have a social media person that keeps up with all of that? Because that's cumbersome to try to navigate all of that. Yeah, so I do the social media um, because that's my, that's my expertise professionally as well as social media marketing. But I also have... Um, several folks who helped me with that. And then, like I mentioned, we have, e we have emails and um, we send out a monthly email. We send out a weekly list of activities to do in the different counties we serve. Like every Thursday we do an e-blast. Here's everything happening. It's our, it's our family fun five-day forecast. Um, and so every Thursday we send out a blast that says, here's everything happening in, in Stark County that you can do with your family. So is um, it under one overarching umbrella for the three counties or do you have a separate one for Stark, separate one for Tusk, separate one for Ashland? Well, yes and no. So it is all under Newsy Mom, but each entity has like each county, we have a specific team that, okay. that works and does different events and things like that. So um, we're webbing. Um, but what's really cool about Newsy Mom, and this is one last thing I would say, is we can be implanted anywhere. Mm -hmm. We can literally, this structure, if somebody came to me and said, hey, Michaela, we want to start a Newsy Mom in Chicago, okay, or California or Virginia or wherever. I have this small, tiny little county and I want to start this. I can say, here's the model, go for it and mm -hmm. go implant it in your community because every community could use it. I love that. Sharing the knowledge, sharing the experience, sharing the love. That's perfect. Perfect way to end it. Thank you so much for sharing what you have built in six years. And thank you for being a, a role model for other moms and for learning from other moms. I love that. It's give and take. Um, we appreciate what you're doing. Um, and hopefully our listeners will, will resonate with what you've said and, and check out Newsy Mom. And um, anything else you want to add, Lauren? No, just to our listeners, if I'm sure you'll find so much of this helpful as I did, but if 
We would love it if you would tag us, tag Newsy Moms, and give us your feedback of what kind of stuck out to you. Perfect. Well, Michaela, thank you so much. And to our listeners, as always, stay cheeky.